Hey guys, my name is Angela. Welcome to the third episode of Spine and Mind, which is a podcast that I created to connect people who um, who are down to cultivate communities with the same like-minded people and raise basically awesome tiny humans. And today's episode, I'm going to do a little different. I don't have my phone in my hand right now and I'm sitting in my car because this is kind of the only quiet place I can record. I hope you understand. But um, today's episode is called Life's a Garden, Dig It. And if you know what that's from, give me a second. If you don't know what that's from, no worries, because I have a clip to play for you right here. So obviously that's a the opening clip from Joe Dirt, which came out in April of 2001, which if you are familiar and you are of the generation that I am, I'm 31 right now, in 2001, September on the 11th, we um, experienced a huge loss. So that year was, was crazy for a lot of people. Um, everyone was traumatized by what had happened. And for me personally, when this movie came out, it was a distraction. It was something different and I could laugh at every single part of it. Sure, some parts are inappropriate, but it's one of those films that it's classic and it'll always be there. It's one that I I still watch with my son today and it teaches me lessons that I'm about to teach you. But um, the thing with Joe Dirt is that in that scene, he's priming. And if you don't know what priming is, priming is an exercise. Everyone does it different. Um, The, I guess, originator that I know of is Tony Robbins. And you can do a Google Google search if you want to see how he does it. Uh, The way I prime is in the shower. But um, other people prime in all kinds of ways. So Joe Dirt was priming in the bathroom. And he was priming right before he was about to go into work. And he was basically shaking off a shitty day and telling himself, I'm Joe Dirt, let's go do this shit. And that, that part, that scene is such an important part. And I wanted to start off this whole life book series of these workshops with you guys and and start off with priming, start off with basically allowing the best version of yourself to go through this experience and that's what joe dirt does he's always the and the guy who's in the wrong place at the wrong time and you know everything always happens to him and doesn't mean it's always for the better or that he sees what's going on but in the end it's the kind of person that he is he's a good person and that's the the key highlight that i want to i want to talk about and point out So if you guys have a life book, um, I want you to go ahead and get that out and just kind of have it out. You can take some notes. If you don't have the life book, no worries. 
there's uh, definitely some lessons you can take from from this episode but um let me go ahead and pause and we'll hear a word from a sponsor and just so you know if you listen through the whole um advertisement that you hear could be my voice or someone else's voice um this show spine and mind gets a little chunk of money which is like a couple cents so um i really appreciate if you stick it out and listen through the advertisement so something that you'll kind of hear see me do is that i will pull from my personal experiences and i'll try to relate um i love to use film i love to use music and things like that so for this, I might be talking about Joe Dirt a lot, but that's because he's a really relatable character. And every single scene in that movie, um, I could relate to. I can relate to in some moment in my life. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, trauma. If you follow me on Instagram, on Box of Knots, um, then you know that trauma and depression, anxiety, and all of those things, they're all a big part of my story, my past, my history. And I always felt like I could relate to Joe Dirt on that sense. And if you don't know the story of Joe Dirt, he was um, basically abandoned by his family at the Grand Canyon. And he was just group home to group home until he um, essentially raised himself and then uh, met the love of his life, uh, Brandy. So through his traumas, he chose to be the best version of himself and it didn't matter what he had it didn't matter that he had a shitty haircut um it didn't matter that he didn't have a house to live in or a car to drive um it didn't matter what his situation was joe dirt is the type of person who is just glad to be alive and i think that is something that a lot of people don't have in them i know for me personally I was a very negative person and it took a few important people in my life to show me what the negativity was doing to the people that I loved before I kind of saw the light and I had some perspective and I changed my life. But I'm going to be honest, I probably have seen Joe Dirt so many times, even watching it with my son, to the point where we can recite every single scene. And all of those moments and in all of those scenes were so relatable to me to where there's both sides. There's um, hurt, there's anger, there's compassion, there's happiness. And I feel like whether um, Joe Dirt would be up against somebody who didn't think he was worthy of anything, he always saw in himself that he was a human. And he always saw in himself that he deserved to be happy. And whatever happiness meant, no matter what town he had to search for, he was going to do it. And what that really did for me was help me look down at my feet and start where I'm at and ask myself the hard questions. What does happiness mean to me? What does happy Ange look like? And what are the things that I need to do to get to that point? What mountains do I need to climb? What jobs do I need to work? You know, what hot air balloon do I need to climb into to float to my final destination? And those are all 
points in the movie, but the, the main point, guys, is that you have to ask yourself the hard questions. You have to be responsible and accountable for yourself, and that includes all, all parts, mental, emotional, physical, and for me, I was hurt. I was so hurt and I was so traumatized by my childhood that I wore it on the outside and it took my partner looking me in the face and telling me Ange I love you but you are a fucking bitch sometimes literally that's all he had to say and he said it's not what you say but it's how you say it and those those two perspectives that I was being nasty, I was being toxic, and I was choosing to say the wrong words. And I, I basically wasn't even thinking before I would speak. And it was one of those things where you have to pause, ask yourself the questions. Is that comment necessary? Where is it going to take this conversation? And once I started to do that, I started to discover that I would say things out of pain. I would say things out of anger. I would say things out of hurt from something that had happened decades ago. And I was taking it out on my partner because they were the one person that was there for me. And when I looked at the flip side of it, and I look at Joe Dirt, and he didn't have anybody there. He didn't have anyone to be mad at other than himself. He didn't have anyone to be a dick to because he was already alone. Joe Dirt was always alone. And that worked probably in his best advantage because he formed the best relationship with himself. If there's one thing that Joe Dirt was, it was his best friend with himself. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't even realize that we need to do. That we need to learn to not look in the mirror and love what we see. Like, oh, that's a nice outfit or I love my body or whatever. We need to look in the mirror and see the person that we love, the human behind that. And when I look in the mirror, I want to see Ange. I want to see everything that makes Ange glow. And that became something that I had to work through. So I started to use the life book and I started to catalog what I was going through, what I was feeling. And I honestly used a lot of film. I watched a lot of Pixar films. I watched a lot of Disney films and I, I looked at how the lessons were broken down for kids and I looked at how the evidence was already there in a visual form and I just started creating layouts and I started putting visuals and words down and I started creating this system which I'm, I've been calling the Box of Knots Lifebook and it's just working. It's working for me and it's working for the people who've tried it and I just want to keep going with it. So with the life book, I feel like 
it gives us the opportunity to really look at our traumas. It gives you the space to document what the fuck happened to you. And that's when I want to go back to the, the name of this podcast. Life's a garden, dig it. I really want you guys to take your life book and use it as your garden. Use it to dig out all the fucking weeds, all of the things that you know you don't need in your life. And I want you to rebuild what you want your life to look like. And you, ha- you have to do that with your hands. You have to do that with your thoughts. You have to do that with your pen. And um, I know it's hard. I know that working on your mental health is hard. I know that asking yourself the hard questions is hard. That's why it's called hard. No one wants to do it. But the only way you'll get the answers that you're looking for is if you do the work. The only way that Joe Dirt found the answers he was looking for was by doing the work. By investigating. By asking the questions. And yes, I'm talking about him finding his parents. (laughs) But it just is, is an example. It gives you a little perspective of a story and how you can latch onto it and make it work for you. So for me, the life book was my success of Joe Dirt, if I had a parallel from that. The life book was the tool that I needed to help me dig myself out of the shithole I was in. And the life book is a tool that I really want to put out there for anyone that needs a handwritten document to to hold on to. And I'm, I'm one of those people, so I totally get it. But before I kind of wrap this up, I just wanted to talk about um, trauma. I want to talk about the types of trauma. I wanted to highlight a few things, and then I'm going to give you guys an exercise for your life book or just for your thoughts, for your mental process, for your meditation. Um, I think it's important to constantly be working on yourself, even if it's just a thought process. So... There's three types, three types of trauma that I wanted to go over. There's acute trauma. Um, acute trauma is like a single incident that happens. There's um, chronic trauma, which is like physical abuse, emotional abuse, something that um, happens over a period of time. And then there's complex trauma, which is what I suffer from. Something that happens over time and traumas that kind of interlink and weave into each other. And the thing with trauma is that your body can store it. Your body stores it as a deep response, a deep emotional response. And for some people, it's psychological. For some people, it's emotional and they'll cry. And and for some people, it's physical. So when you talk about emotional response, for someone like Joe Dirt, an emotional response um, to his trauma might be to cry. For me... I have more of a physical response where I have um, aches and pains and I get muscle tension and insomnia. I can't concentrate. I get super edgy and I'm anxious and I might have even said that already. But (laughs) trauma, it can really affect you in different ways. So 
I thought it would be important to kind of show how some people might either show their trauma different or they might not even show it at all. But the point is that you listen to it and you nurture it. So when I say life's a garden, dig it, which is from the movie, it can have multiple meanings. But for this exercise, I want you guys to imagine yourself digging deep into your soul. Dig as deep into your soul as you can and walk around. Walk around the garden of your soul and look at it. What do you see? What do you see in the garden of your soul? Do you see evil? Do you see flowers? Do you see clouds? Do you see people you know? When you start asking yourself those questions and you start writing down the answers, you can start to make the connections of what you see. And you can start to find out what it is that would make your soul happy. When I did that walk, when I did that walk through my soul garden, I saw I saw happiness, I saw flowers, I saw people I knew, I saw my parents, I saw my dad playing softball, I saw me in the hospital, I saw roses, which to me, um, they're a symbol to me, of my grandmother who passed away almost 10 years ago. And I saw a lot of things. I saw things that were reminding me of my past. And when I do a cleanup of that, and I ask what needs to really stay, none of it, none of that, none of that belongs in my soul garden. Because my past, it doesn't define me. It doesn't make me happy today. My past is not something that I need to hold on to today. It doesn't it doesn't make me any more successful. It doesn't make me it doesn't make me anything. My past doesn't define shit. All my past does is tell me how I got to be who I am today. So when I think of all of that and then I take another walk in my soul garden, I see a whole different world. I see the life book. I see my friends that I've never even met. I see color. I see paint. I see fiber. I see, I see a lot. I see a lot. And what that tells you is that I'm looking to my future. I am looking to the way I want my garden to grow. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to achieve it all. It doesn't mean that every single flower is going to bloom. It doesn't mean that the rain is even going to come. But the planning and the footwork is there. Even if it's just a walk in my brain, in my soul garden. So if you have your life book, I want you to open up to your index. And I want you to write down, life's a garden, dig it, colon, a walk in my soul garden. And then I want you to open up to that page 
and I want you to just start writing or drawing or scribbling or doodling anything whatever it looks like to you I want you to just document what does your soul garden look like today and if you want to take it even a step deeper you can open up one of your life book layouts there's a layout called the emotional hourglass I believe and that one was created based off of this movie Joe Dirt and the way that one works is that on the top side you write all the things in your soul garden that are happy and then on the bottom you write all the things in your soul garden that you don't want there and what it does is that it helps you to visualize what you want for your life and what you don't what the seeds you want to plant in your garden and the weeds you want to rip the fuck out so I challenge you guys just to do that just to take a walk in your soul garden and think about the seeds you want to plant and the weeds that you cannot wait to rip out and until then I will see you guys in the next episode sending you guys all the best vibes I hope you have a great day